0: Welcome back. It's the Jack and Jer Show. Beautiful day, July 27th. It's nice and sunny in Philadelphia. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I don't even need to say that, really. We missed our first week of the year last week. Not like anyone really noticed, but just I noticed. So I wanted to share that with you guys. Hopefully you didn't miss us too, too much. But we got great news today to make up for it jack got a new position he'll tell us about in a second so next week we might not have or no next week we'll probably have a show again but the week after we might be on a little hiatus uh as he gets situated in his new position jack you want to tell us about your new job
1: yeah i'll share a little bit about it i um, really excited it's for a company called Synthesio. Uh, that just got ranked number one social intelligence listening tool. Um, so the technology is amazing. Uh, I know a couple of people pretty high up in the company and they're just great people. I uh, interviewed multiple people and just like just great people at, at the company. So technology is great. People are great. Uh, opportunity to work for a company that is, you know, in my opinion, their market's just going to go up. Uh, the technology in a nutshell shows other companies that license it what people are saying about them online, so like that's going to be in need forever, um, and so it just checks a lot of boxes. So I feel really grateful for like the opportunity, um, and so yeah, super excited about it. But that also means that gotta roll up the sleeves and focus on that. So uh, this week, got uh, next week, but the week after that. Like Jeremy said, a little hiatus because you know we all got to take care of what we got to take care of. So uh, just gotta prioritize making a great first impression.
0: Definitely, that's awesome though. Pretty exciting. Congrats to you. Um, So what I wanted to talk about this week, I'm trying to think of a segue, like a nice little uh, way into it that's related, but nothing's really um, coming up in my head. Basically, I've been thinking a lot about religion and separation of church and state. I feel like people repeat that line all the time, separation of church and state, but I don't feel like it's followed at all. And I don't really understand that. So for example, what I mean by that, a couple things. One, why do churches or synagogues or any religious institution get tax exempt? Why why is it treated any differently than anything else? If we're if we have separation of church and state, to me, that means that the church should be treated no differently than anything else, because the state is its own entity and it treats the church completely as its own thing, just like it treats everything else. So that's one thing that doesn't really make sense to me. And then two, I I just don't get why, like, God or the Bible is brought up when we're talking about abortion, or we're talking about um, policies, like you can be for or against abortion, that's cool. But why? is God brought up when we have it known that it's supposed to be separation of church and state?
1: Well, yes, it's a really interesting topic. Uh, A couple of things I want to add just as a background um, before we get in there. The first thing is the separation separation between church and state. is not a two way street. It's a one way street. It's that the state is supposed to be separate uh, from the church. So like the state is not supposed to be uh, forbidding or, uh, unnecessarily regulating uh, religious worship and you know that was and I think still is um, hugely important because come the 17th century and leading up to it before the U.S. was founded uh, you had all sorts of instances where the state would step in uh, and more or less regulate the church or they would join forces or forbid religious worship you know there was I'm Jewish, and you know, there's you could point to half the countries on the map, and they they outlawed they outlawed us mm-hmm. uh, for, for time over time, and so you know, it was a relatively new idea that people could have a safe haven where they could protect, uh, they could practice the religious worship. So that's the first thing. It's it's not a two way street. It's not that the the state is supposed to be protected from from religion uh it's that the religion is supposed to be protected from the state the second thing that i always thought was really interesting was well, i spent a summer in london and uh, i worked in parliament and i took a class or a couple classes there and there, their religion or uh, their uh, country in it uh like the anglo church i might be i might be uh, I might be, uh for uh, messing up the the, the denomination, or whatever. But religion is part of like their state, like it is part of like their constitution and whatnot. If we have the exact name of their documents, um. But there, if anyone brings up religion for any political purposes, it's very much shunned. Um. Like I worked in in government there, and I I talked to members of parliament. Um. So their representatives that they vote for. Uh, and it's very much like you do not bring up church as a or religion uh, whatever as a backstop for any type of political argument here where we have this outlawing and you know supposed to be the the separation and it's not in dot, it's not uh, codified uh, in our constitution uh, until there's supposed to be it you hear it all the time that like religion is is a backstop used as an argument uh, for certain things so super interesting uh, dichotomy in my opinion where on one side it's codified and the other side it's not and almost reversed uh, reverse antics um, so I just wanted to bring that up there because I thought the second part was interesting and I thought the first part is worth bringing up before we get into the weeds
0: no it's definitely interesting that's um, something I wasn't really aware of how it's it's a one way street uh, taking church out of state but not or a state out of church but not necessarily church out of state that's um definitely an interesting point what do you think about the taxes uh, and like tax exemptions
1: I, you know, I'm not super familiar with all the ways it's taxed. An important thing to remember is that like federal income tax, wasn't a thing until like the 1930s and 40s. So for the longest time in our country, like income tax wasn't a thing. And if you're a church or another religious uh, body, like you're not there to make money anyway. You serve a higher purpose. Um, and, but I imagine taxes for other things, like you're buying products.
0: Pro- property uh, taxes. Maybe, they don't pay uh, property, property taxes. Yeah,
1: property taxes. So I, I think on one hand, um, it's interesting because You know, these are institutions that aren't supposed to be making money, and I think there's a lot of value to not have them be under financial pressure, because for a very long time, you know, like through the civil rights movement in particular, church was a huge community body, or religion as a whole is a huge community body that did so many public goods from taking care of you know, people less well off and being a safe haven and, and things like that. And I'm sure they still do. I just maybe it's less visual because we are less, we have less religiosity, as they say mm-hmm. um, in, in, nowadays. Um, and so part of me thinks that, like, yeah, like these religious institutions probably shouldn't have that additional f- financial pressure um, that, like, other organizations that are for profit or just individuals, whatever, have. Um, because they're serving, a, they're, ser- they're providing a service or maybe literally providing a good and helping feed people and whatnot, um, where there is no, you know, capitalistic momentum behind it. So I, I how, I how me do this they thing accumulate,
0: here. how do they accumulate so much wealth? Like some of these churches have bank accounts of millions of dollars or churches that cost tens of millions of dollars for a congregation of a thousand people, like, should there be a limit to that? Obviously, why why do some churches have so much more money than others if they're not in the game of making money? How did they accumulate more money than everyone else?
1: You know, I I don't think any of us can say you know just broad picture. You know, we know how you have to look at individual circumstances. But you know, I imagine wealthy donors at some point, maybe currently, maybe past, maybe things were gifted to these uh, bodies, um, but you know, let's do, let's do an example real quick. And this is this is one of my issues with the idea of a so-called wealth tax. Um, and, you know, by I, I do think that billionaires or whatnot should be taxed heavier than, you know, other top point, whatever percentage of, uh, of people. Um, but this is my issue. If, if, if the church or religious body has the majority of their wealth not like liquid capital uh, in property and things like that, and you assert like a wealth tax or some type of tax on them, what does that mean? It means that someone's, the government has to go in and now appraise the value, the wealth of them. And then, you know, let's let's do Jeff Bezos, because I saw Elizabeth Warren like tweet this. I don't know the exact numbers, but like Bezos is worth like 180 billion or something, like an unbelievable amount. And they're like, and she's like, we hit the well. The two percent wealth tax would be like, you know, 18 billion. Like imagine how much good, or you know, uh, four billion or whatever it was. Like imagine how much good we could do. Well, here's what we don't. Here's what we we're not. Some of these people aren't thinking about. Now for the church, that value may be in their land. And be- with Bezos, that value is mostly in his stock. And so what's going to happen is you're going to cause the church to now have to sell the property the way that you caused cause Jeff Bezos to have to now sell his stock. Like his wealth isn't like liquid like that. And so now he's like, selling to like pay for these like taxes and like that's a triggering marketing event because like whenever you see like a ceo of any company or insider like selling like people usually normally like raise their eyebrows um even though like they have to report it to the sec and you know ha- have have a grace window but what i'm getting with the church is if there's a wealth tax or something like that if, if their wealth is in the land we really want them to be like selling out selling like five percent of their land like at a time or like putting them in this position so like I don't, I don't know, like when it comes to property taxes and things like that, if that's like really something that like we want as a society to be forcing, you know, non, not for profit organizations to be doing. With that being said, I'm a complete hypocrite because like I've studied a little bit, not knowledgeable at all, like the, 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 the uh, not Mormon, uh, Scientology, and I'm like, Yo, how does this church of Scientology have, like, billions of dollars worth of land and make the best real estate, like, around the world? Like, how do they have all this money? Like, this doesn't make sense. So, like, on one hand, I have a soft spot, I guess, for, like, like the church and Judaism and like I think I'm very respectful for like Islam and other things. But on the other hand, I'm such a hypocrite when it comes to like Scientology because I'm like, that shit is bullshit. And like I apologize if you're a Scientologist, I mean that kind of tongue in cheek, but like I I have my own cognitive dissonance when it comes to this.
0: Yeah, no, I I uh agree and then it, it becomes a fine line of what is like what is a religion, what deems a religion a religion. Um
1: like yeah, and you know, I think there should be religious exemptions for everything. So, for instance, peyote used to be yeah. a uh, really yeah, used to be a really coming of age. If you know, if you don't look at Ju- Judaism, um, the like a bar, bar, bar mitzvah type ritual that they would give to young people to like officially bring them in to like the society, um, and like peyote was like a native American thing. Ayahuasca was happening in more of like the Amazonian region or uh, things like that. And like, we have these laws with like contraband. And so like going back to like, you know, church having separate rules from like the rest of us and things like that. Like, yeah, do we, do we really want to be putting these regulatory barriers? Like why why is it okay for the US or any government to say, like, no, 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 that religious practice, that's actually no longer a religion? That's a bunch of shenanigans, and we're going to outlaw that. So, like, you're, right. yeah. Then,
0: then it opens up a huge can of worms of, huge, of, can you start a new religion and can a new religion have new policies? Um, the biggest but, can of worms that I'm about to bring up is, is going to come up, I'm sure, vaccine masks are they for are that my religion is against the vaccine there's gonna be some vaccine mandates there already was for example this is interesting uh the nfl has fired like two coaches already for uh not getting the vaccine so front office front front office of the nfl has to get the vaccine as of now players are not forced right now but front office as of now has to get the vaccine and two coaches have um, refused and they've been fired. What if those two coaches said it's against their religion?
1: Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's super interesting. You can't fire someone
0: against their religion, right?
1: Yeah, so in law, there were cases of um, parents that were... I'm going to bash this. So please don't like censor me or whatever. I think they were born, born again Christians or they were some type of denomination that didn't believe in utilizing Western medicine and their kid had uh, some type of virus or bacteria infection um, that like could have been cured by antibiotics or something like that. But they didn't, they didn't believe in that. They just believed in, in praying. And so the kid died um, and the, they were, they were uh, brought to court for 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 criminal children, uh, child neglect.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. This is one of one of those one of those crimes. Um, and it's the same thing. It's like, it's they, got, like
0: they were guilty, right?
1: I, I don't remember. There's a there's a bunch of these cases out there, so I'm, I'm sure someone one way, someone the other. Yeah. Um, but you know, I bring this in because it's not exactly the same, but like Muhammad right? Ali was a what? Sorry, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no, it's not exactly the same, but it is. I it is pretty similar. Yeah. yeah.
1: So Muhammad Ali uh, was a conscientious objector when he was drafted into the Vietnam War, and what that basically means is that he fundamentally believed, didn't believe in like going to war, or at least going going to this war. Um, and it's a really high bar uh, to get out. It's basically the only way to get out if you if you're drafted uh, in, the, in the U.S. military. Um, And it takes a huge uh, undertaking to prove that like your feelings are truly sincere. You're not just dodging the draft. You, You have sincere beliefs. And so like when you're getting into things like this, it's, it's super uncomfortable and it should be super uncomfortable because you start analyzing whether someone's, intentions or beliefs were authentic and genuine and i get so uncomfortable when the stuff happens all the time because you see people on twitter and social media being like there's no way he meant that or she meant this or blah blah blah. and it's like how do you know like we only see their actions for for you to assume that donald trump's donald trump said this but he actually meant this or that dr fauci said this but he actually meant that or to be assuming an intent behind it for like whatever else, like that is a mental exercise that like it's, it's near impossible unless you have actions to to follow it up. So, you know, going back to, to what we were saying here is whether something is actually a religion and should be protected or, you know, passing on the vaccine because it's it's against your religion like it's a a huge undertaking to show the level of sincerity needed uh for some of these things so like either have a lawsuit or be protected from the law or like whatever it is um and it shouldn't be taken lightly because religious freedoms are serious like people should have the right to like do what they want to do or not do what they want to do but like to follow their faith Um, and so it's you know it's, it's it's a tough thing to solve there is there is no easy you know proof to be had
0: yeah, definitely. It it I feel like uh, there's a lot of loopholes that it reminds me of, or a lot of things that reminds me of, and um and loopholes I'm thinking of. So what it reminded me of just now was kind of uh when immigrants get married to Americans, and you kind of ha- sometimes you have to like prove that you're actually in love, um to like get the citizenship. Where I've had a few friends who've like had this uh, done and my brother actually, where you have to like show that the couple has been going out for a few years, that they've like gone to parties together, that they've met each other's family, that they've like kissed and whatever, where to me, it's a little interesting. It's like, who's to say that they didn't just meet and fell in love right there? Like, why can't you just fall in love in one day? Why do you have to have a history of it? Or what if it's your religion is um, arranged marriages and you decided to get religiously married to them? Like, why is, why is there something against that? But then that's a whole can of worms with the immigration. Like, um, we'll, we might have a new uh, immigration policy of, of marriages or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, like it's, uh, so I had a good friend, I have a good friend and she's going out with an Israeli guy And they were trying to go to Israel. Um, He he was flying back and she wanted to go with him. And she had to show the Israeli government uh, like text messages Hmm. and like prove their relationship the same way that you were talking about like earlier. And... You know it's so funny because what they're really after is like intent. Like, do you really intend to be in this relationship, and you have these feelings and things like that? But the only way we can prove intent really is through actions. But right. so like, who who is there to say? that there are obje- like yes there, there may be some actions that are more or less like objective like showing a certain mindset but like who's to say that like the way someone else shows their love and sincerity is the same way that like other people do it um yeah. like why do i need to have a grocery list long of like text messages to show how, how much i care about someone uh rather than you know just being like saying you know i like you or you whoever it is
0: yeah exactly um, everyone has a different way of showing love too. So,
1: so I don't know. But like he, so here's something that's like, you know, church to say whatever is how how serious does something need to be, or how antithetical to like our values as a society, which more and more just seem amorphous in, in, in today's yeah. world. Um does something need to be for us to be like, you know what? That I don't care if it's part of your religion. This is an outdated practice and we're not going to have it here for instance in my opinion female genital mutilation or female circumcision uh which is genital mutilation like that is a part of like some culture and and, and religions particularly in like africa and like middle east and, and things like that um and i i think it's 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 for lack of better words um i think it's pretty pretty barbaric, um, yeah. but, like, at the same time, like, I'm a Jewish dude. Like, back in the day, like, someone took a scissors to my and, like, gave me it. And it's a very different thing for men and women, from from, from what I understand. But, like, at what, what time do we feel comfortable, like, as a society being, like, that isn't okay? Like, in certain religions, women can't own property. Like, are we going to say, like, in here, like, you you, like... The property has to go to the three-year-old if the husband dies and the woman's widowed. Like, like are we like at what time do things, in your opinion, cross the line from like protecting religion to like we have values in this country and this this needs to be protected by our value system?
0: Yeah, I don't have an answer for that. That's too- come on, Jerry. <laughs> no, that's too hard. I mean, uh it's impossible to say because uh yeah, it's impossible to say. I like to think that everything should be accepted.
1: Polygamy. Uh,
0: I like to think everything should be accepted if, if someone really wants to do it. Um, child
1: sacrifice.
0: I like to think everything should be accepted hey, as, as long. Jeremy as, is all for child as,
1: sacrifice. As, Get off of Twitter.
0: As long as <laughs> as long as uh, no one's hurt. So child sacrifice, no. But um, polygamy. If no one's getting hurt, I don't know. Maybe it's not so bad.
1: What about what about in some religions? If you're Orthodox, the the man can't touch the woman, uh, especially if it's a married man or like something like that. And you're in a city or something like that where there's no female doctors, uh, and the woman gets hurt, like
0: you're well. you're allowed to if your life is in danger.
1: In Judaism, I don't know if it's like uh, that in every religion.
0: Yeah, not true. I don't know, but. Basically, if no one is going to get hurt, um, I like to think that you should be allowed to do it in some way. Um, I don't think though that there should be, um, extra resources for you to be able to do whatever it is in that one way. So for example, like, I think, um, I think polygamy should probably be allowed. Um, but I don't think there should be like a, um,
1: benefits for stuff
0: yeah special benefits for people who are polygamy because like five hundred dollars each wife yeah no that's (laughs) yeah no exactly um but if if people want to do that i i don't want to stop them
1: so condone but don't support
0: yeah exactly
1: i don't know hey I'm I'm super libertarian, so like I can I can get behind that. Who am Who am I? You know, Jack Adam to come in and say someone's religious beliefs are insincere and that my you know ivory tower should you know have merit in saying what they shouldn't shouldn't do. I'm I'm with that
0: exactly. But the the least uh, accepted is probably Judaism uh, lately. I feel that's um... yeah, well,
1: you know, we're we're we're. Uh, yeah, we we'll, we we'll, we'll get it from both sides, and we always will. Yeah, everyone um, can so. stand
0: behind uh, hating Jews for. Yeah,
1: everybody. yeah. Well, the left thinks that we control the banks and that we're white and blah blah blah. And the the extreme right thinks that you know we're we're not white. We're a vermin within the people and yeah. blah blah blah. It's uh, you know, it's. A good time had by all when it comes to the Jews,
0: exactly, exactly. But, um, that's about all I have to say about religion. I, I can't really do more than 20 30 minutes of religion a week, or I start getting an allergic reaction. <laughs> yeah, I will, I
1: will, I will say though, uh, one of the things that I've, I've reflected a lot, a, a lot this year, and I'm not praying to Hashem, uh, or at least uh, routinely, but. Uh, routine, I think, is something that, like, religion has that uh, has a place in today's society and should always have, Um, and it could be, like, the weekly, like, Friday night, the, the Sabbath, um, and having that moment to, like, block out the world and, like, just focus on, like, being with your family and things like that. It might be, like, the yearly stuff. It might be, like, for judaism uh yom kippur is the 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 holiest day so having that day to like atone for the 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 negative things you may have done and apologize to people um and like reflect on like how you you can be better and you know so i think those types of things are like so needed so even Mm -hmm. even though as a society we appear to be getting less religious or at least parts of us get to it um even though i'm not religious I, i do go back to those things of like are some of these traditions that are just even if you don't believe in the higher power just like so valuable to have like in your life or with your family or in your community or whatever it is
0: definitely i i like to um think that um judaism promoted having like intent a lot where i never understood saying prayers before you eat but now i like to like think about why i'm eating what i'm eating and like actually have an intent for it not just like eating randomly um, which yeah there's a little bit with having a routine
1: i think very similarly when i started getting into like right now what i'm grateful for um mm-hmm. for a while i was like saying shema, the the shema in the morning which mm-hmm. those that don't know is basically like thanking god for being able to wake up in the morning and so the same way you're saying like saying a prayer before you eat um one of the things that i've uh, i've i don't say recognized but discovered in my opinion is a lot of those prayers aren't just like praying, it's it, it It's showing you're grateful. Um, mm-hmm. It's literally explicitly articulating that you're grateful to have food, you're grateful to have people around you, you're grateful to have woken up this morning. Um, and I think there's an enormous value, um, especially because I read about this more and more about it, how being grateful is just such a great it just jump starts a way of thinking that like transfers over to so many things, um, and so when you say that, that's what I think about. And really, for the first time, that I thought about because I was thinking about it for the About like when you say those blessings, it's part of it maybe just not like you know blessing, but it's 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 showing your gratefulness.
0: Yeah, no, I I hundred um, percent agree. But um, I think that is about all I have to say. Any closing remarks, Jack?
1: Um, Jeremy's wearing an awesome shirt. You guys should check it out if you can see the video um so go support jeremy i will once they go are they on sale are they on the website or we just uh they're on sale. I'll, they?
0: I'll give you one next time i see you i got no no nah, nah, i gotta i gotta
1: buy it i gotta support and, my uh, friend
0: we gotta we gotta do an exercise uh session before you start working
1: yeah yeah i'd love that um but guys thanks for thanks for tuning in i know we just rambled i know that like who knows what we're talking about Muhammad ali related. that's what religion wow. is that's what
0: religion <laughs> is Rambling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Far for the course. All right. Love you, brother. Have a good one. Talk to you next week.
1: Yes, later. sir. See you later.